0: Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. You
1: have the best questions
2: I've ever. <laughs> I'm gonna i I'm gonna send that clip to Rick because Rick always makes oh, fun of my questions. So I'm so happy that you just said that.
3: <laughs> no, and I mean it, really.
0: I'm I, I really mean it. Those questions are so amazing. And so it's like a twofold. So when I started this journey, I was like, huh. The ego, the pride. I can figure it out. I can do it myself. So I was like DYI girl, everything, asking Uncle Google, YouTube, (laughs) courses, podcasts, books, all of it by myself.
2: It's episode 242 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Loose. Brett, she's a writer, blogger, a patient, a feminist, a word lover, a pun enthusiast, a self proclaimed leaky lady, and that woman, you know, that woman over there kneeling on the floor searching for her oyster card. That's what her website says. Uh, she's from London. I, I might have any window. I might have just said something very offensive. <laughs> should I oh, look, okay. Should I look that up? Okay, so we just had a great so let me tell you what Luce did. When we set up, we set it up through her people, right? I yeah. I did the spiel about we record on this day at 8:30 p.m. Central. Like, yeah, take it or leave it, right? Yeah, no problem. Boop, I get the thing. Loose bread on this night. Da, da 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 da. And then like she she writes back, or somebody wrote back, and it's like, hey, just loose, just so you know, like this is 2:30 a.m. London time. Are you cool with that? And I'm thinking, oh, well there goes loose like there's no way yeah, yeah there's no possible way to be able to, to get up in the middle of the night to talk yeah. to us and morons. we we can't do it at eight in the morning or whatever it would yeah. work you know what i mean so and she wrote back and she was like yeah i guess yeah i'll uh I'll be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'll, I'll just wake up in the middle of the night and do this podcast interview. And she does. My biggest fear. I was like, "What if the technology messes up?" Or like, "Oh, and she wakes up uh, and the whole thing craps and, and out." And there were a and few oh. times that it's kind of going out, and I was like, "Oh god, please, yeah." Please, 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 I was that there, but <laughs> it never did go all the way out. So she's awesome. We're gonna talk to her in just a second. Yeah, uh, we gotta talk about something. Yes, I feel like this would be this. This is a sports thing, but I think it's it goes beyond sports. Okay. So my brother Brad. Yes. Knows a guy I don't know Man That's my story I'm pumped
4: about this By the way
2: Who he So Brad Knows that I love The Mavericks Yes and, and And is he's a big He loves giving gifts He loves knowing What people want He doesn't want to Give anyone something That they don't want He wants to make yeah. sure It's something cool this guy used to work at the at the Mavs' old stadium in the 80s, 90s. Uh, Reun- Reunion Arena. Reunion Arena. You,
4: you know the downtown Dallas skylight. It's, Reunion Tower is the one, like, the very the tall, ball. skinny with the big ball at the yep. top. Uh, Reunion Arena was right next to there.
2: So, so uh, he knew a guy that used to work, was like a ball boy, worked there somehow, and whenever they tore down Reunion Arena, there was, like, some stuff left in the locker room, some stuff left yeah. over here and there. And they told a the few people, like, yeah, if you whatever's left, like, is being demolished. So take whatever you want. Yeah. So this guy takes all this stuff. The, fir- the first thing, which um, – by the way, I'm coming into town this weekend. We need to talk off air about oh, – possi- Oh, yes. But, just, but it's just – I'm coming in Saturday. I'm leaving Saturday. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. But maybe, like – there's this thing that he sent me. It's like the ticket board.
4: It's like a. It's, it's a gigantic seven... whiteboard. It's six feet wide by four and a half feet tall, and it has a diagram like the seating chart of the entire arena. And they had that mounted. It's a dry erase board. They had it mounted in the uh, the season ticket sales office so they could mark off sections that were available, sections were not available. Well, Mark sends me this picture. Well, I literally just bought this house and I'm uh, looking for, looking you know, cool decor, the, the formal dining room, like wherever we're going to dine in there. I'm going to take like we're getting like an air hockey table. Nice. I'm going to put some like sports kind of stuff yeah. on the walls. This would be perfect. For this wall, so he asked me if I want it, and
2: I like I'm doing the dimensions, you know, and yeah. I like I. And you
4: live three hour, three and a half hours yeah. from
2: where this thing is located, I, so this is going to be a pain for you. And I tell Jen about it, and she's that like, kind of gives me, <laughs> of she course. yeah, where she are we gonna no. there's, yeah, there, yeah. And, and like oh, okay, I'm gonna get this thing, and I'm gonna just put it in my garage behind a bunch of stuff, and never gonna see it, yeah. or we could get it for Rick, and he's at, and it's gonna be this awesome thing. Okay, yeah. so so this guy is also like, hey, I have some other stuff too. He starts sending pictures of like the, the wood engraved nameplates that go above the lockers of all of yeah. these Mavs from the 80s and 90s. There's 120 of these things. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wonder if I share my screen, um, will, it, will it show up on the recording? Because I Maybe. want, where'd it go? Hang on. I want to share, I want to tell you, you missed it. Last night, you missed the 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 draft. So, the r- simply humans own both J- the yeah. man without a pancreas, uh, Jack and Rob, my brother. The true reasons why I Franco Harris, a <laughs> <an effort. laughs> Mavericks fan. <laughs> um, we all went in and negotiated. Long story short, we all chipped in and bought all 120 of these nameplates, and then now it's like. How are we going to determine who wants what? Because there's yeah, maybe gets, some
4: yeah. that there's some really cool ones, guys. You know, players that are you know fairly well known. You know, Jamal Mashburn and you know Jim Popeye Jackson,
2: Jones. And then, Papa Jones. Is, all right, can you see this? <laughs> so look, this t- <laughs> we did this last night. I, I so I'll, this is
4: why you're texting me last night saying you got to join yeah, the Zoom and, call, and, and, and this is why I'm glad
2: I didn't. I almost I almost recorded it because it was so there was so much hilariousness. So I got like I alphabetized them. Samaki Walker. Them. You Samaki got a Samaki Walker. Walker. There you go, buddy. So do you know why Jack is E and S? Uh,
4: I was no, I
2: do not. E Norma.
4: No, yeah, okay. So look, all right. I got his favorite go-to name, the Seymour Butts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When Jack signs me and Mark up for a thousand email newsletters, he uses the name E, like the initial E period. Uh, Norma. Last like, name like uh like just a, a little old lady
2: name and then yes. Yeah, St- yeah, so just run you it just all together. together. So Stitz. I got uh, I got Cedric Sabalos, Jim Clemens. That's a good one. I got Brad Davis or Hubert Jim Davis. Jim Clemens had a locker, I guess he was the, uh, an assistant well, he coach. Was a coach. Yeah, he was the oh, head so, coach. Well, look, we, there's two drylings because one is the player dryling and one was the coach dryling. John McLeod, oh, I got okay. John McCloud coach. Oh, okay, Richie Adab- Richie Adabato yeah. is on there. We
4: started Scott like Brooks was a player and I think he was an assistant coach at some point.
2: Yeah, um, Uwe Blob. Uh, Jay, Jay Vincent. We started going through and saying, "Oh, that was a first round draft pick." Or that's I remember yeah. this guy. We were like googling these people
4: because as we were getting further and further Kurt Nymphius, down, Nymphius, who held the yep. all time record for blocks in a season until your dad's favorite player Lorenzo Williams <laughs> <laughs> broke it in like 1997.
2: Like, of course, Jack got uh, nut. nut. Yeah, of course, you got nut. I got Grandhold, <laughs> and I got I got both of the Woods. <laughs> 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 so like we went through and like Rob went Rob. You know, was first pick. Jack was second. I was third, and we just went through. There was a, a George McLeod, and this is John McLeod, the coach. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Miller was on here, right here. Rob got Oliver Miller. So anyway, short. Yeah. It was just a. That was just James Donaldson is on here. Like Sasha Danil. You know why I got Sasha Danilovich. Danilovich? Why did I get Sasha Danilovich?
4: Well, I know he was in the Jason Kid trade
2: what number kid
4: trade the first one he was five
2: and what did you do to your jason kid jersey
4: uh, I, oh oh, I, that, that's how i know i had an, a jason kid jersey and when he got traded <sighs> uh, i was i was i was beside myself but uh so he went to the the it was a three-team trade jason kid went to the phoenix suns a bunch of players went from phoenix to miami and a bunch of players went from miami to dallas like robert pack and
2: i loved robert uh, i think i got uh, robert pack actually
4: and uh Danilovich, and so I taped over the kid on the back of my jersey with, like, white athletic tape, and wrote, Danilovich. And that, <laughs> and I remember that, too, and that's why I got Danilovich. I was
2: like, I'm taking Sasha because of Rick's oh. funny uh, <laughs> tape thing that he did. Anyway, so the point of all that is to say uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. And it's just Zoom is that we we probably wouldn't have done that if we hadn't, like, had been all so, yeah. like, versed on Zoom and all this stuff. And so now we got to figure out, A, how to get <clears> all of them. How to get them to Jack who lives near yeah, Colorado Springs. Colorado. I'm wondering if like I mean, is he gonna reimburse me to like ship them? How many he's got oh, sh- I'm sure he forty would. of these things. I'm wondering like they're like this big. But um anyway, yeah, like, so that was a lot of fun. And uh it's like, man, we need to do this again. We need to find another random storage unit with a bunch of old <laughs> mass stuff in it to auction off. Um okay, let's get to loose did you notice have you noticed my thoughts? Yes,
4: th- I was gonna ask you what you did there. What I did here too. You know what I, you know what I did? What'd you do? You know
2: what this is keeping this is keeping me from just uh, just picking at it. would you N- nothing. I just I got a hangnail and I and it and it's all uh, I all I... the way around all the way uh, <sighs> the whole thing is just a bloody stop. and I have to put this on here. It's like how oh, I chew in front of my cheeks.
4: I can't stop. If oh, I do that nonstop. You'll watch me on the
2: video if I'm not thinking about it. If I there's do you ever get the to the point where you have like a, like a big sore because you chewed so much?
4: Every once in a while. Not, that, not terribly not there's often.
2: Like a, there's a, a diagnosis for that. I've looked it up before. It's very long. But it's like the same thing here. I can't just let a little... Oh, there's a little flap of skin. I have to pull that down.
4: Yeah. And I have to like, fight myself from soon. doing that. So anyway, that's why I have that well, I keep fingernail clippers in my desk drawer. So yes! I, you know, so yes. I won't mess with like hangnails. I'll just clip them off and not play with them all the time. This right here, I was cutting open a sandwich roll for my son. Oh. And I, I'm cutting it open because it didn't come split and I... Using the knife, and I just, and I, I'm And he's like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's all right, it's all right, it's all
2: right. He's over there calling. better eat the, the sandwich, MSOB.
1: It
2: <laughs> it's got extra blood on it. That's <laughs> how Grandpa used to eat them. Gross. Did you see the, did you click on the link that I sent you of that guy in the other thread? No, not yet. Please no. do that and report back. Okay, oh, here's okay. Luz. We talked to her about all sorts of awesome stuff, peeing yourself and childbirth. And a grenade. And, and I uh, try
4: to not blush every time she uses the term pelvic floor. And she says "we" instead of, of urine, which is funny. She does use a lot of British words like loo. Yeah, I Lou. was like, hang on a second. And when she said 50,000 pounds, I was like, <laughs> Google, 50,000 pounds <laughs> to American dollars. It's a 600, or that's 66,000 roughly American dollars.
2: And uh, we talk about the cave of brokenness. <laughs> Here's loose. I haven't told you this, Rick. Okay. Yes. Luce Brett is our guest. Yes. Hello. Hello. She Hello. It is she just woke up. It is two thirty
4: in the morning where she is. You woke up at two thirty in the morning just to talk to us two idiots.
3: <laughs> Worse than that, I woke up at one o'clock in the morning so that I could definitely speak to you two idiots. Oh,
4: no. I can't. <laughs> so where are you? Hang on. Let me think. This is eight o'clock. You're are you in Denver? <laughs> Are you in the uh the UK?
3: Yeah, I'm in London.
4: Okay. So are we recording yet? We are we're all we're okay. we're going. I have a question. Okay. Uh yeah. what is the preferred uh name of your country? Do I say are you from England mm-hmm. or are you prefer are you from the UK? What is the difference? Wales. No, that's a different country, you idiot. Oh, all yeah, right. so
3: the United Kingdom has got England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland in it.
4: Okay. So do you prefer to say you're from England or from the UK? What's the preferred I mean, nomenclature?
3: I mean, don't tell anyone. I'd rather say I was European, but
2: um, <laughs> British now. Okay. Okay, Rick. I'm very excited about this because yes. I have this.
3: Hey, you've got it. That's amazing.
2: And I've I've been leafing through it and I actually went down the and it is it's everything that I saw online today, it's it's loose. Right, it's not oh. Luce. I'm sure you've heard that. <laughs> Luce. Luchebrete. I don't
3: mind. I'm from a big family. If you call me anything close to my name, I'm happy. You right. Know.
2: <laughs> yeah. My, I'm Mark. My brothers were Brad and Jeff. It was always
4: one of you. Brad, come Jeff, come here and do Mark. This.
2: One of them. Yeah. But I went down the rabbit trail today. YouTube, podcasts. Rick, you're gonna love this. She went on a podcast and was totally naked. <laughs> And no, hang on a second.
1: <laughs>
4: here, I know we're on... doing this kind of a show. Yeah. <laughs> that, I,
3: I was thinking about that when I was reading about your podcast, funny enough, because of your sort of ethos about humanity. And they are so brilliant those yes, women who run it.
2: Yes, I. I, Two I, guests, I who
3: hosts one guest, no clothes.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a BBC podcast. Uh, and it's really it was really entertaining. um So anyway, I'm I'm so excited to have you on. So. Um, Rick, PMSL is pissed myself laughing. That's what that stands for, right? <laughs> and so, I feel like that book is maybe right at my alley. This then. is
4: well, and this is funny. The biography because, of me. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> well, this is th- 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 what
2: I'm holding in my hand here is a memoir. It is a book for women about incontinence, childbirth after child all, all this whole thing and now she's on the show with two men but I think this is very relevant and we're gonna talk okay. we're gonna talk a lot about that and so in 30 minutes we got a lot to get to um, first of all we got to do the birthday game okay,
4: okay. so loose we do this thing uh, I wish I could explain the origins I just can't I don't remember but the long and short of it is Mark and I each get two guesses at your birthday not the year okay. just the day the day in the month. Don't keep a poker face. Don't give us any hints. Let the record reflect that I am the only person who has (laughs) nailed nailed the birthday game. I am one out of probably four hundred chances, and so Mark is zero out of four hundred. So I am the all time leader in the game. Mark is going to insist that I go first to lessen his odds. No, to increase my odds. Increase his odds from one out of three sixty five to one out of three sixty four. So I'm going to go with. May 9th.
2: Yeah. Now, Rick, you might suspect that I cheated since I did a lot of research today. I did not. Scout's okay. honor. If you nail it, I'm going to know you cheated. <laughs> yeah, and then I just say your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, July 3rd.
3: No.
4: Mm. Sorry. <laughs> July. Oh.
2: 29th. Okay, final answer. June 9th.
3: Oh, you're both very hovering around. It's June the eighteenth.
4: Oh man, I was gonna say June the eighth. If I had no, three guesses, were. I was no, gonna say June
2: eighteenth. I. Yep, it was next. It's on my notes. Right I'm here. June twenty sixth.
3: Yeah, I'm. Oh, you see, I'm
2: a Gemini. I'm a total
3: open book. That's.
2: I'm Cancer, and I don't want to be Cancer. Oh, I don't my like... little boys Cancer. Cancer's all right. They've got a bad rep. They're all right. They have a bad. We have a bad name for our sign. <laughs> It is a very
3: bad name. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit unfortunate, really. Isn't yeah. It?
2: Um, okay. So, loose. We we we'll have already recorded an intro, um, a more formal intro. But we want you to kind of give us your your version of your kind of your uh, origin story. So, kind of, how did you get to what you're doing today? How does someone? How does loose Brett end up with this book? That's not just like like I have this book. So it's not just like some book that you're passing out in your neighborhood right? I mean, like, this is a big deal. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay, so, well, I mean, first of all, I always wanted to write a book. Like, I did literature, I did English, I I had highfalutin notions, and I guess I'm a lesson in, like, be careful what you wish for, because I always wanted to write a book, and I didn't realize it was going to be this book. Um, And I, and this book is a memoir, a a, like a feminist memoir. Yes. Hmm. It's like sitting on a bar stool, getting drunk, talking about why like the oldest problem of the world, which presumably started when Eve or whoever your origin story had the first childbirth without obstetric care or midwives and what happens to women's body and a a woman's body as a result of having children and the lies we've told ourselves for thousands of years about what that means and about. So in the current state of affairs we're in, it's like that your body bounces back straight away, which is a myth because nobody ever bounces back to anything in life. Right. And it's the denial of death and aging and everything. Anyway, so that's what it's about, which is really big, but it's also really small. It's about what happens when you're fair, you're a normal. I was just a normal 30 year old and I was excited and I was about to have a baby. And I don't think I especially deserve to have my whole life turned upside down. I don't think I did anything especially wrong, but I- (laughs) Especially
2: wrong. walked
3: straight in with a big bump. And (laughs) I mean, the next thing I remember is standing in a shower in a puddle of my own way, staring at this sort of monument to what I had once been and having this complete shell of body. And I didn't know who I was. Hmm. And all I wanted was to be left alone and to be held at the same time. And that defined me for years because right. I was just broken because incontinence is like jokes and 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 it's just
2: incompetence. (laughs) It sounds like that other one. Or like
3: talking too much and all that stuff. But also, it's like zipping all the way back to kindergarten or nursery school and being the one who pooed themselves in the home corner and everybody remembers their name. The kid that
4: went. His name is Mark. Shut up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's, I mean, literally, that's what happened. And so at first, I was shell shocked and then I was depressed. And the books also, you know. you know i went into the research and looked at it so right. i've looked at everything are
2: drawing, there's everything. drawings rick
3: yes oh there's the, yeah there's diagrams no, of like that's everything. my
4: kind of book funny <laughs> <laughs> illustrations to get through
3: i mean as an aside they're, they're quite it, they were quite funny to produce yeah exactly so that's hmm. do you know what that is that's a male pelvic floor, which many men don't even think they've got. Oh,
4: I've got about. a heck of a pelvic
2: we're gonna floor. We're going to talk about me that. tell you. We're going to talk about that.
3: But there's also a 10 centimeter circle just as a salutary lesson for like what we're doing. So anyway, it's about all those things and about what happens when your life is turned upside down. And how did I get here to so having written a book and talking to two guys in the middle of the night about it? Well, <laughs> Amazing. at some point at about the age of 35, I got more furious and pissed off than I was ashamed. And I started to talk about it and I noticed But when I spoke about it, other people told me their stories too. And and the thing with incontinence as well is that it affects like a quarter to a third of the global population. So we pretend it doesn't exist when it's more common than hay fever. Hmm. And so when I found that out, I was just like incandescent. And I just had to spend about six years until I found an agent and a publisher who would take a chance on such a crazy idea. And you guys are great. And we can talk about, you said two men, women. I think it's really interesting because there were some some brilliant champions. Women who get into this are real champions, like ambassadors for me and for the cause straight away. But it's actually, funnily enough, often been men who've engaged the most. And in the States, much more engagement than in the UK. I think people are afraid of it.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. And uh, there's something that you talk about. I can't remember if it was something I read in the book or something I heard you say on a podcast. Um, about like you, you can't, and, and I have a wife, uh, we've had, we had two, um, uh, vaginal delivery children and then a C-section that was because she had a, a placenta previa and was on hospital bed rest for like 82 days, which is actually, we started this podcast in the midst of all of that. We were out of town when it happens. We were stuck out of town for three months. It was this crazy thing. And I remember like when, when people would say, cause I get, I'm real squeamish. Like if I see blood or something, I can't, and, and people, when, when I watched my oldest daughter, who's now 11 being born, people were like, Oh, did you pass out? Did you, I was like, no, I didn't pass out because what I was seeing, I had no frame of reference for it. It was, it was so, I was looking at something. It wasn't gross because I didn't know what it was because I didn't know that the human body could do that. And, and, uh. And anyway, I won't like go into the details of my wife's. There was a four, it was a forceps delivery. So you probably can lead that lead to some things that maybe Rick doesn't understand. But it was pretty severe on the first one and all that. And so it's just like you were talking about how you, there's no way to like explain it to someone, like the whole process.
0: It's like a
3: magic trick. And right. it's, what about childbirth is it's like exciting and thrilling and beautiful and incredible and empowering and disgusting and boring and <laughs> alien and yeah. the most natural thing you've ever seen. Right. And it should happen in a stable. Like yes. it's just <laughs> the noises, that, smell. That no m- one tells you about uh, the smell.
2: Right, the poop sometimes. You know, who knows? It's like meat. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say – um, during the labor of that first one, uh, it was about a 12-hour about labor, um, I did open a can of tuna <laughs> in the labor and delivery room because I brought my—I brought a little snack for myself. That is the most Mark Rogers thing I've <laughs> ever heard of in my life. I quickly left the room with the tuna after Jen...
3: Had the reaction that anyone would have. Right, was like, like, what
2: the <laughs> F are you doing? <laughs> and i was also I was also very cold I was like is that is it cold in here? Is it anywhere else so cold and then after I watched that and i I had trained I had done an Iron Man uh, at that point, and I thought this is this is not even anywhere close. The Iron Man is way easier than what I'm watching here, and it's like men that are in the room should be like being whipped there should be a nurse whose job is to just whip <laughs> the man with like a bone shard whip the whole pregnancy the whole labor just to give him you try like, to a even tiny... things up just a little right, bit right.
1: <laughs> Rick, my,
3: my best way of explaining like the physicality of childbirth and i know it's ridiculous because like if i describe it objectively of course it's really physical and weird and you know, if your eyeball socket went to 10 centimeters, that would be really shocking. <laughs> and your vagina's smaller than that normally. But you know, a cannula that you have when you're having an operation or something, the little, like where they put a little thing in your hand to, right? I pushed so hard that that flew out. <laughs> like, that's the level of like wrenching and pushing that I pushed it with the tape, the surgical tape, right out of my hand. So for my whole like beautiful moment, like this, like a sort of like massive. <laughs> running, Blood just spurting everywhere. And that is just that is you know, that is childbirth. Yeah, You're like yeah. whose who is that? I hope it's not mine. Right.
1: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> well, it's funny, like uh so th- my daughter was born, the oldest, and you know, I'm walking over and I've got my little camera and I'm taking pictures over here and Jen's behind me, and I turn to like say, yeah, everything's fine and what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 again, I was just, I, I, the way I, uh, it's like, Jen doesn't like me to explain it like this, but it was like a grenade went off. <laughs> and it was like, I mean, it was crazy. And I was just, I could, I, I was just like, <gasps> <gasps> oh my
1: god <laughs> you know it's like it's anyway so
2: it's just hopefully there are some young um, pregnant women watching this that are going to be really excited uh to give birth to their babies um here here's something you go Actually, yes go, I'm sorry, go. i have a
3: serious thing on that yes, i think know. that we have, part of our denial is not telling people properly and however scared i would have been yeah and this is definitely true. Like, because I also got a look at the red voluminous uh, cave of brokenness because there was a, a, um, um, a like, mirror. Yes,
1: the mirror. Why,
3: yeah. And I looked up and I'm like, ah! really?
1: Cave.
2: I, and
3: at first I was, like, staring at it. It was like, wow, what's that? And then I was like, oh, God, actually, you don't That's take me.
4: it
2: away. I'm putting, I'm putting cave of brokenness into the show. <laughs> That's
4: like, going to be no, my... When I finally release a rock album, that's what's <laughs> going to be the title of the first album. Cave of brokenness. Bentley, solo album. Um, but that, I
3: wouldn't have changed anything. Right, right, right yeah. It would have been better to know because the same thing would have happened because it's very rare for anyone's vagina to be in, to be the same, just like we're not the same if someone dies or we're not the same. If we fall in love, we change our right, bodies change right. our brain changes. Our thought processes change our skin changes. Yeah. And I think, If someone had been honest with me, properly honest, then all the same things would have happened. Right. But at least
0: I wouldn't have been in shock. Right, right, right. right.
2: Well, it's like I got the uh, 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 COVID test, the nasal test. Yeah. And the nurse was like, she she took it out of the deal and she goes, this is going to hurt. And I was kind of like, thank you <laughs> for being honest with me. Like, it's like not going to change anything. I just want you to prepare. This is not going to be pleasant. And then she stuck it all the way into my head. <laughs> so there's how that went. Um, Okay. So here's one thing you in the book I mean you don't just start with like the incontinence part you go back to like you know, obviously not like conception you don't you don't go that there aren't any diagrams of that in the book uh, cartoons Rick gave me a Rick gave me a keychain one time that has had conception <laughs> diagrammed for Chris, for a, crisp, for a birthday present, thanks for that. It's still in my closet somewhere. Um, it's not on your keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like hold it up. But like, uh, I always say this, and I, I try to make this analogy, and I don't know if I ever do a good job of it. But it's like when you're sick, what what do they tell you to do? They tell you to rest. They tell you to drink fluids. They tell you to eat really healthy foods, right? And all that stuff isn't that like? Wouldn't that be good to do all the time? You know? Yeah. And it's like I feel like there are sometimes like things that we tell pregnant women to do. Or to avoid doing, right? Exercise a lot, get a lot of rest, eat really healthy foods, don't eat like stuff like the deli meats and all this other stuff. It's like if if it's good for like a pregnant woman and a growing baby, isn't that isn't that kind of good human behavior for everyone? It doesn't have to just be for the pregnant women, right? Is that does have you, have you does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No,
3: I, 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 I think I think we um I, i've got lots of thoughts like i think we fetishize self-care to the point where we're saying but but we combine that with with in, uh, you know society-wide misogyny so we sort of tell women their self-care is like having a bubble bath like right. being clean the normal human thing to want to be that's why is <laughs> right. so terrible like completely normal to want to clean yourself if you're dirty like that's and that shouldn't be self-care, self-care right it's <laughs> <laughs> that like some surprise that a mum can have once every four weeks right like that is Think you should have every day.
2: Like, you know what? You should self care.
3: You should eat some
2: food. You right? should go to sleep tonight. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That is what we
2: say to women <laughs> who've just had a baby right. try
3: and get some sleep and have some water.
1: Really?
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's what you right. say to those people. Yeah. It's And so that's one thing that, you know, the vitamins, everything else, like that's, it's probably generally good. Um, so uh, I want to talk about, I know the Simply Human podcast, you know, we talk a lot about. You know, movement, sleep, uh, nutrition, and then managing stress. And you mention a lot. And I was hoping when I opened your book, I thought I'm wondering and I'm hoping that the pelvic floor is mentioned a lot, and it is. And so a lot of people don't really understand this. We had Katie Bowman was a guest on the show a few you, several several times a few years ago, uh, and she's real big into into natural movement. And like when you're pregnant, that's not like a a a pass to like lay down. For nine months, like you need to be active and you need to be stretching and you need to be doing squats and strengthening that pelvic floor and like getting ready for this like massively like
4: physical thing, physically traumatic (laughs) event.
2: It's almost like like it's saying like sign up for a marathon. All right, that's going to be really hard on you, so you need to just go lay down and train in your bed for nine months and just eat a ton. And then, like, what is going to happen to you after the marathon? You're going to be totally destroyed, you know? And so all that to say, the pelvic floor, like, people don't understand. Like, if you look at the think of a pelvis, there is no – it's just muscle and tissue uh, at the bottom. And so, like, people don't understand. Like, like in, in, in a natural human movement patterns, that, that pelvic floor is, is, is usually more – is more strengthened throughout natural movements, and when we're sitting all day in cars and in our office and everything for men and women, the pelvic floor yeah. is not even close to being as strong as it should so to talk through us a little bit about the pelvic floor and kind of get into the like some of the the biology and everything and things that you can do, whether you're pregnant or not that are that will strengthen your pelvic floor that will help you just in your life well
3: so, so I'm not a practitioner so i'm not a, so I spent a lot of my time. Almost like the book is about being um, somebody who didn't know anything about it and being like, wow, really? So, I mean, in lots of ways, everything I'm going to tell you is going to be more spiritual than mechanical. Perfect. Because what I discovered when I had a baby was that your pelvic floor doesn't just keep a few organs in place neatly in a sort of bone shell, which is kind of about where I was with it. It holds your whole life together.
1: Right. Because
3: if it's not there, then things start to move. And... When they start to move, it affects your continence, but so much more. It affects your sexual function. It can affect um, it can cause terrible pelvic pain problems. And because a lot of those things are true of men and women, but have been manifest more in women because of childbirth and the menopause, because your pelvic floor is and the ligaments and muscles in there are affected by hormones. So that's why women are more likely to leak after the menopause than they are before. And that's why like most incontinence is is. Uh, the, the bit of the population that have the, has the most incontinence is old women and um, that's why we have those like pissy old lady ideas and jokes because of because of all that it's not been very well looked at so back there was more innovation in some ways like hundreds of years ago when um, human diet was so terrible that people had things like bladder cells all the time and like if you have Samuel Pepys so every English or British or school school boy and school girl has heard Samuel Pepys, he wrote diaries in the fire of London so he's like this huge figure here And um, everybody knows he wrote these diaries and he buried his cheese so it didn't burn down in the Great Fire of London. And what they don't know is that he had a a bladder stone the size of a baseball cut out of him Uh without anaesthetic. There was no anaesthetic then. And um, he kept it on his mantelpiece for people to come and have a look at. And he had a party every year to celebrate finally being able to pee properly. So we have always known. Yeah that things to do with the pelvic floor, things to do with your bladder, things to do with your bowel are so important. They can ruin your life, but if we don't take care of them and your pelvic floor is a perfect place to start because it's not difficult to look after your pelvic floor. And all the figures about incontinence in particular are underreported so you speak to the world incontinence society every charity every set of researchers every urologist they say nobody admits it because if you're as my friend elaine who's in the book she's a physiotherapist she always says if you're in the street and someone comes up with a survey and they say oh do you leak urine you don't go yes and i'd love to be in a research study do you want me to tell you more about it Should right, I yeah, tell right, you right, yeah. uh, you're okay. leaking urine
2: right now i could i noticed it yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah nobody says that so it's underreported and it's underreported in young people as well. So there will be young women listening to this, young women, teenagers in their 20s who have never had a baby, never been pregnant, who have pelvic floor issues and aren't doing anything about it because we're not taught at school. If you ask someone to draw a pelvic floor, they probably think it looks like, I don't know, I thought it was like the what shape of a sanitary towel or something. Right. And it's like a basket, yeah. a massive basket with loads of, loads of heft. And um, you can look after it really simply. We've learned to brush our teeth we could do our pelvic floors and if we knew a bit about it then the one third of women whose pelvic floor is too tight which is also an issue because there's a myth that it's just because you're all baggy that's not right Right. lots of women who have issues because their pelvic floor is too tight if we knew a bit about it, then women would be able to self-identify at the beginning of their problem and get the right help from a physical therapist, or a doctor, or a urologist, or whatever it is. So, yeah, there's loads you can do for your pelvic floor, and some of them are things that are like lifestyle things that we're all squeamish about talking about.
2: Well, um, and that's what I wanted. I want that's what I want to get, get into: weight,
3: drinking more water, right. being careful with alcohol and coffee. I mean, I remember I, there's a whole chapter in my book about my sort of fury when not only did I have this awful problem with uh, being incontinent after having babies but I also was quite depressed which incidentally is really strongly linked to incontinence and Hmm. all the literature shows that but nobody said that to me so I spent nearly a decade thinking it was my fault that I got depressed when I was wetting myself all the time when actually that's really common um but yeah I was really annoyed when they were like and now you know stop drinking I was just like what seriously I know you said that
2: on a podcast (laughs) you said something about don't in London don't you get like a not a stipend but you have like money that you after you have a baby or something and you said something about uh, i want to spend that money on gin not on like oh, yes. diapers or something my,
3: my child benefit yeah right, right, right.
2: Yeah,
3: exactly on on prosecco not on like bloody tunneling right. <laughs> i mean it is a swiss but yeah so but it's just so like, you're exactly right because it's sort of the sort of thing you would say if you were like okay 2021 i am gonna like improve my life and you wrote down 50 things you're going to do, I bet you at least half of them would be so beneficial to your pelvic floor.
2: Right. So talk about right? some of those things. Like, uh, you know, for like squatting to me, like there's the first thing if somebody asked me, like came up to me on the street and said, do you piss yourself? And I would say sometimes, and then they would say, how do I do? Your, how do I strengthen my pelvic floor? The first thing I would say is, is like getting, like doing, not necessarily like doing like heavy back squats, but just, just squatting. Like just,
3: I mean, even more simple than that, any kind of proper core exercise from yeah. like sitting up straight. So like the most basic things you learn in Pilates are gonna massively, massively help you. Also, if you've got if you've already got issues, then high impact exercise is gonna be hard. So so it's really problematic because losing weight is really helpful if you've got pelvic floor issues and continence issues. But we ignore the fact that for lots of people, that means that any kind of high impact exercise, which is much more egalitarian because it's cheap. You don't need right. equipment or gym membership. You can be on minimum wage and you can go for a run. Right. You can jog and you know, so you can skip rope or whatever. But um a lot of people leak, so they don't do it. Right. You're not I'm not gonna go and wet myself completely in in the street, you know? So there are things that are easier on it on it for you. Like so, for example, swimming, Pilates and yoga type right. stuff. And that doesn't have to be, you don't have to be someone who earns 50,000 pounds a year and has exclusive gym membership. That can be going and seeing one person and then doing some stuff on your own, or it could be going and having physiotherapy because a physical therapist, they will give you. And what I couldn't believe when I got all the exercises is how they're all the same as stuff you're doing. And as long as you've not got someone who does you you know, check that, that the person you're talking to knows about a pelvic floor because it's complex, but you know, very simple sort of exercises like um learning when you breathe in and when you breathe out when you're doing exercises because a lot of people do their pelvic floor but like I'm doing now they're just like trying to do it and they're holding their breath the whole time that's not going to help you to to like breathe out and breathe in um having stamina is really useful for it because if you are someone who doesn't have much stamina then that's really hard and also like being really careful not to eat things that irritate your bladder Mm -hmm. and like we sort of have jokes about it don't like you need to go to the loo loads if you drink loads of wine or whatever right but this is not like good for your bladder and it's not good for your bladder brain communication. so you forget like you get less good at knowing when you need to go for a wee and these sorts of problems become really quickly entrenched and then you're not just someone who needs to improve your pelvic floor you might be someone who needs to keep a bladder diary right. and to have re-behavior. some other
2: behaviors right 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 yeah
3: and don't get constipated because loads and loads of incontinence is caused by constipation and then people are afraid to say that because that's even more embarrassing
2: right yeah like we have a trampoline and like jen like won't go jump on the trampoline you know and like she's just she's just she's just like no we're we we know mom just not gonna jump on the trampoline because she doesn't want to have to deal with that you know and she's (laughs) very strong yeah
3: I, yeah, I, that's not me. and my from uh, the physiotherapist. So she's a character of the book because I meet her and then she teaches me a lot about that side of it. And she was talking about we were saying how we should have a campaign where we should just go around every primary school in the world and put a trampoline there. And then um, how quickly you would identify how many women have pelvic floor. Issues. <laughs> right. And the good thing with it is, is it's shrouded in taboo and secrecy, except for it's quite hard to get a group of women aged between 35 and 70 Especially if you offer them a jump on a trampoline or a glass of wine to not immediately start telling you about their pelvic floor.
2: Right. So it's right.
3: a dual thing. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like hiding in the shadows in plain sight, but we don't address it properly.
2: Yeah. Well, and I'm, I can't, we're running up uh, on time here, but there was another point awesome. in the book that you talk about, um, and you can go back to bed uh, after this, but um, uh, about how like there was like the black uh, pads, like there were no black yeah. pads. For women but oh there's there's one for men it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, of course men of course men have <laughs> yeah, yeah. have the one that makes more sense like they have more options of course they do you know and so uh i just I'm very you know it's like me and rick are, are men but it's like even our man listeners which we have a lot of male listeners everyone has a woman in their life mom your wife girlfriend daughter i have two daughters so like i want I, I need to know this stuff. Like I'm, yeah. I am I need, you know, and it's like, so you can have empathy. I think that's a big thing that is missing in our society uh, today is empathy. Yes,
4: understanding how the other, you know, what challenges other people face that you may not understand firsthand because you don't face them, but understanding that other people do for sure.
3: Interestingly, like there's several things about men that's worth bearing in mind. So men have a pelvic floor. Male incontinence is in terms of, um, Uh, societal taboo and stigma is probably 10 years behind women's incontinence so men are and the problem is what's happening to men is that they often become incontinent like that overnight so they have a prostate problem and it suddenly comes Mm. so it's a bit like if you've been in a car crash and you have incontinence caused by a neurological problem right? right whereas for women I was unusual straight after childbirth I had problems but a lot of women they'll have a little bit of leaking but it'll get much worse as they get older and it's gradual so women put up with it because they just like used to it and so it takes them a lot longer but men need help I mean you don't even you guys don't even have bins in your bathrooms right like where do you when you're in a public loo where you know so I think there's a lot for men like look at whatever your political persuasion is look at the way people keep bringing up the potential that Donald Trump might need in continent pads. and like frankly as an incontinent person, like, I do not need to be told that my continence is what would make me be a bad president of the United States right. or indeed any other country. Like, I've got enough shit on my plate. Right. I could do that easily. Right. It's got nothing to do with my bladder. And it's the same with him, frankly. Like yeah. him or loathe him, his competency as a pregnancy ha- a president has nothing to do with whether he wets the bed or wears a diaper. And yet we, what you've done to male incontinence is made it like what the, a madman or, do you know what I mean? It's, right. it's ridiculous.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, that but for him be would be not him. even like on the top 500 Reasons, <laughs> of the list right? of like things that make him. Yeah, <laughs> make but him not all I mean. great. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even scratching the surface for him. Yeah. Okay.
3: And and it's so lazy, and it's right. really mean. It's yeah. like it's people who are vulnerable who are more likely to be incontinent, like all health issues, and that's part of like your simply human ethos. It's like be kind, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's more likely to happen to someone vulnerable. Why not be nicer about it? Why are we not just being nice about it? Yeah. And why are we pretending it's inevitable when we could solve it? Because like, that's the other thing to remember, I think, is that incontinence can be cured and solved. Hmm. Like for most people and quickly and cheaply. Because it is lifestyle changes and pelvic floor right. exercises will give loads of people loads of relief. And then there's also surgery and innovation if they can't.
2: Right. Why okay. not be nicer? wrapping up with a couple of questions. Oh, sorry. You have written a book. Okay, go on what is one book, not your book, we know your book, what is a book that you love that you are like, oh my gosh, you have to read this book?
3: Um, A, a, a book called "And When Did You Last See Your Father by Blake Morrison, which is a British memoir, a man about his father dying and oh. what that means.
2: Hmm. Well, hold on. Uh Let me write that down because I just had a conversation with a friend yesterday whose dad just got a terminal uh diagnosis and he was asking me for resources so what the heck. So what's the what's the name of it again? It's called and when did you last see your father? Okay. I mean it's partly also out whether you actually
3: know your parents, like their life lead before you've Dang. been born and stuff. But it's 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 really beautiful.
2: Okay. <laughs> Adding that to my list as well. Um okay and then we asked this question to everyone on the show. What is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do that makes life more enjoyable, a hobby or just something. Besides waking
4: up at one o'clock in the morning to do American podcasts. I I mean, that is
3: great. Um, (laughs) I I like watching football with my 10-year-old. Soccer, even though it's not my thing, because I like watching his delight in it. And I like going to the cinema with my 13-year-old, because that's what... He likes so I like doing stuff with. I mean, I don't like being with them all the time. Like, don't I'm not crazy and like, you know locked up. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I like sharing interests with them. So I actually like the process of something I didn't like seeing it through their eyes and going, oh, so I can be like. And then the problem is, of course, they grow up and grow out of it, and then you're like crying every time you see mm-hmm. a bus or whatever. It is that they were obsessed with when they were toddlers? But,
4: yeah, you know, no. that's how my my youngest child. He's nine. He'll be ten here in, in about two or three months. Uh, somehow he got started watching formula 1 car racing there was a documentary on netflix a documentary series huh and he got into it and uh are you into this now i, I am because he is right right, yeah, he, right? Wants, he wants to know all the drivers all the ma- all, all yeah. the 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 constructors the tracks the everything and so now by default i'm into it yeah. i honestly could carry it any less but i enjoy watching it with him because that's you know, exactly what i you know, mean what he babbles about nonstop, stop yeah
2: well i love that too like when you first have kids you're, you're even their babies you're like what if they grow up and they're like they they do something that i i don't like then you think well you'll just you'll become an expert in that like if my kid yeah. plays tennis i'm gonna become the huge tennis fan you know like yeah. that's just the way it goes Awesome. And that's why I'm a hockey. That's why I play, I watch hockey because it's for Rick because I like his little, the boyish glint in his eye when he watches that's hockey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I think we did it. Oh, I have your website. Um, I'm just going to direct everyone to whenyouarethatwoman.co.uk and that has the book link and like all the stuff, all the, there's a pod, there's podcast things that you've been on. And if you just go to YouTube and put in Loose Brett, there's tons of stuff. I'm, I'm really, on Twitter as well. Twitter. Endlessly. Beating stuff out continents and feminism and films and, and I, i'm gonna and make <laughs> without consulting rick i'm gonna make i'm gonna make an announcement oh boy loose brett is our podcast guest of the month i'm gonna i'm just gonna go <laughs> ahead and say i'm gonna say that
3: well, and what where are we
2: the third the, uh, you're the you're the first you're the only one so far at this month. yeah you're the first guest uh, we've had yeah. in
4: December, so. <laughs>
3: No, no, it's like only the third of
4: December. Right. It the oh,
2: right, yeah, yeah. 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 And we're already, you've got it for December. Wait, wait, right. Hang on,
4: hang on, hang on. She's on December third. We're on December second. You got to tell me what happens in the future. Oh, you got to give me the lottery numbers. You got to tell me what happens in the next like six hours, so I can.
3: Basically, all that's happened so far is a fox walked over my front path. Oh, <laughs> and
2: you're just dying. Uh, I hope you can go back to sleep. Are you going to go back to sleep?
3: Yeah, I hope so. I hope I so. so. Or right. i going to be really crabby tomorrow. I
2: know. Yeah. Me- meditate or something and, and get back <laughs> into a good state. All right, Luz, you are awesome. I really, yes, really, so really much. cannot thank you enough for for doing this. Like, I, I wouldn't have done this. Yeah, uh, I would have
1: spent uh, like for you When now.
3: I read your description, because I totally agree with you about – we're all humans. That's what the end of the book is, just like a plea. Like, can't we just be nicer to each other?
0: Reciprocity.
2: And
3: remember, we've all got bodies, and sometimes they break. And so uh, that's why I agreed to get up. At- I mean, yeah. I wouldn't do it for just anyone.
2: Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank well, you. Yeah. Right. She's like, I get up at 1 o'clock every morning. It's part of my routine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the deal. Yeah. Awesome. Luce, you are great. Um, when this goes out, it'll be video and audio. I have a new computer. And so uh, it is super... <laughs> it. So it <laughs> is...
3: You are
2: a standing desk. Uh, I'm standing up, yes. Yes. Um, but I have a standing desk in my, in my, in my work as well. But um, I, uh, I will probably have this done within the week, uh, Rick. Can you believe that? Like, that's how fast it's taking me now. I'm serious. Good. It's unbelievable. Because I've been so, getting
4: flooded yeah. with complaints about how long it takes you to do It'd this. it be
2: like six weeks. Anyway, Luce, you're awesome. Go to sleep, and we Hello. will talk to you soon.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
0: Good day. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. That was great.
4: Can you believe she did that? I can't believe. I certainly would not do that. I would not. Even if I had like a book to sell and to promote, if somebody was like, hey, can you wake up at one o'clock in the morning and be on a podcast? I'd be like, nope, don't need your money that bad. Sorry. for
2: you. Well, and I was going to say, one other thing that you would like about this, Rick, is that the F word is in here (laughs) copiously. The... Best of all words. Yeah, it's the most versatile word in the English language. Yeah. Um. So she's awesome, and we're very, obviously, very honored that she would do that for us. And she's, yeah, you know, Very popular, cool. uh, not just in the UK, uh, but kind of everywhere too. She, and she was nice enough to they she,
4: they sent me this book, and I have this book.
2: Um.
4: That's wor- I just you can just tell me about it. It's fine.
2: You know what? I was listening I to know. an old show.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, I know why. Is because we had a listener. Find the show where we you told the story about the kid who asked me to s- say anything about the math.
4: <laughs> My favorite Mark Rogers and story.
2: We the... we found it and I, I was listening know. to that show and I was listening to that Humans Being Human segment and then it and then I just happened to keep listening and we our simply human tip of the week where we would like find like an article or something and talk yeah. about
4: an article. That was we need to do that some more. Yeah, we should.
2: Yeah, fun. For those who are not
4: familiar, my favorite Mark Rogers story of all time – gosh, how long ago was this? What is this, 2020? This is 16, 17 years ago, right? Yeah, probably? 15, 16 years ago. So Mark's prior career – I actually can, can take significant – your video just dropped out. I just I, see – I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you're picking your nose. This is what you're doing. <laughs> it goes back I on, could, and like my pants are down, and it's like <laughs> – oh! I take credit for this because I yeah, got a job in the true. TV business, small market, Abilene TV. And then I got Mark hired and then I left and then uh, the right people left. And so Mark ended up being like the, you know, the number one guy in the sports department, of this TV station. And this guy brought his kid who was like super interested in like some of his kids friends. And Mark is like, Mark is uh, Mark thoroughly enjoys uh, looking up the spouting, sp- spouting sports knowledge. Uh, Mark knows the name of every Heisman Trophy winner of all time. You tell him the year, he knows the winner and the school. Uh, don't you do the Super Bowl trick too? Like I used to Super Bowl number, and you could tell the two teams and the score. I lost it. I well, Mark is going off because he knows everything about the Dallas Mavericks. That's another thing I take credit for is I convinced you to love the Mavericks in the early '90s. Episode
2: seventy nine is. is And Mark is talking about you know
4: I know everything about the Dallas Mavericks. I know every single first round draft pick, every second round draft pick. I know every roster. I know every yearly uh, scoring leader. Every coach, ask me one question about the Dallas Mavericks. And this kid's like, who do they play tonight? Mark's like, I haven't looked at the schedule. Don't yet." <laughs> the I most, don't know. It's like the
2: most basic thing you could ask. <laughs> like the, a person who's not a Mavericks fan should know, they would know that if they were just, you know, uh, but anyway, uh, so maybe we'll start doing like another, uh, a little tip of the week thing. Uh, but for yeah. now, um, uh, I don't know what could be the tip of the week after we talk to loose. Um, do oh, some
4: stuff about your pelvic floor. Pelvic
2: floor, but also what she said at the very end I really loved. Like do something with someone else because they like it. Oh, not just yeah. because not be, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't like that team. Or I don't like that movie. Or I don't like that show. Do it because like that, they that's enjoy that's it. the whole yeah. like reciprocity thing. Treat others like you want to be treated. If you would want someone to watch something with you, do that for someone else.
4: Man, yes. that would that would help. Um, if we all did one of those acts didn't even have to be every day, once or twice a week. I think that would significantly improve kind of the way humans interact with each other. You know, you do something; not, it's not your idea, it's not something you had in mind, but do it because they like it, and you do it with them because you enjoy spending time with. Them, whether it's your kids, your significant other, a friend, a coworker, something like that. So yeah, I think that's a good, that's a very good tip. Mark All gave right. us a very, Mark gave us a, a good tip, big old nice tip. Thanks for giving us the tip. Big tip. Okay, that. That is going to do it for the
2: Simple Human Podcast. And remember,
3: because I also got a look at the red voluminous uh, cave of brokenness. So until next time, enjoy
2: yourself.